This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. lead on Tampa Bay. We will keep you posted on that one. The Oilers prospects traveling to Penticton, uh, probably still as we speak. I doubt they're quite there yet. Get set for games Friday, Saturday, and Monday in the Young Stars Tournament main camp starting next week. A lot of Oilers stuff coming up. You'll hear from Philip Broberg and Dylan Holloway in a few minutes. Significant day for the Edmonton Elks. Quarterback Taylor Cornelius gets a contract extension and head coach Chris Jones extremely unhappy with the caliber of today's practice. You will hear from a very perturbed Chris Jones as we move along tonight. Gene Principe is going to check in between 6.30 and 7 as well. Thanks a lot for tuning in. We're going to have a fun show tonight. So I want to, uh, I love great stories. I, I just love great stories. If, if you can tell a great story, someone has a great story. We tried to get it on the show. Well, one fell into my lap earlier today. Uh, Brian Wild, who used to work here at uh, CFRN, as it was called, CFRN Television, uh, back when he was early in his career. He's now in Montreal. Uh, because of his schedule, we had to record his segment for the show tonight. So we did that this afternoon. And uh, I'll, that whole interview is going to come up between 7 and 7.30. But I have to start the show with an incredible story that uh, Brian Wilde got into from the very, 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 very early days of his career and his uh, interaction with a couple of gentlemen who have their names in the rafters at Rogers Place. I interviewed Wayne Gretzky at the Lakes in Spruce Grove. It was my first professional interview. Al McCann, if you remember the name, this is going to be a good little story for you. Um, if you remember the name, he sends me out there. Uh, Gretzky's got a bad toe. I've never done a professional interview. All I've ever done are interviews at Nate, Radio and Television Arts. And that was nervous enough talking to Perry Pern. So I go out and Al McCann sends me out there, Reed, and uh, uh, the cameraman's there. And I, so, I say, uh, I'm sorry to bother you, uh, Mr. Gretzky. I know you're golfing. And uh, the last thing you want to be bothered with is, is somebody um, you know, asking you questions. But I was wondering if I could talk to you about your toe. And I swear to God, and I have to edit this, Gretzky goes... F off. He said the ag actual words. And I was nearly in tears. <laughs> <laughs> and then I look back. And first of all, I see my cameraman. My cameraman's laughing his head off. So I look back because I turned away nearly crying. I look back and Rod Phillips, who was the play-by-play -play guy, is rolling on the green, laughing his head off because I look like I'm in tears. And Wayne felt so badly, so badly, 
Then he goes, sorry, Rod put me up to that. I really feel bad. Of course I have a second. So I'm trying to regroup. And like I said, it's pretty much my first professional interview. I asked him one question. The answer was 25 seconds, Reed. And he says, listen, I feel so bad. We're on the 17th. We only got one hole left. You want to stay for lunch? It's like noon, right? <laughs> I say, no, I got to put this together. <laughs> only 26 seconds, Reed. There wasn't a lot to put together there. Well, that's, uh, that's amazing. That is Brian Wild. Back in the day, shall we call it, uh, the Oilers. <laughs> There's a little more context to that story. But uh, Brian Wild early in his career and uh, obviously Wayne Gretzky doing what he was doing here in Edmonton with the legendary Rod Phillips. So uh, they were golfing together and Rod decided to have some fun with the uh, the new guy. Gretzky went along with it and then felt bad about it. But uh, that that was just an epic story. Uh, again, there, there's a, there are a few more circumstances surrounding that. We'll have the whole interview with Brian coming up in about an hour here on uh, Inside Sports. That story is part of it and uh, you'll fl- we'll flesh out all the details and he'll talk a little bit about the team he covers on a daily basis the Montreal Canadiens and uh, perhaps uh, the Canadiens hoping to be the worst team in the National Hockey League this season all right so that's uh, that's the Brian Wild Wayne Gretzky Rod Phillips story thanks a lot for checking out the show happy to hear from you on the hotline presented by Certainty the pros choice for roofing siding drywall insulation and ceiling system Certainty pro all the way you can follow me on Twitter at Reed Wilkins R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S and you can email the show Inside Sports at 630shed.com. The streak of receiving an email from a listener ended at 3 last night, Kellen. My heart was not warmed last night. Uh, I did not get an email during the show. Aww. We'll see if we can get back on the back on the happiness train tonight. Anyway, uh, 780-496-0063 if you do want to chime in by texting or calling. All right, so here's what's going on with the, uh, with the Edmonton Oilers. The focus here for the next few days is going to be on the prospects they should have a pretty good team at this Young Stars tournament in Penticton because the Oilers have their last four in the lineup. You got Reed Schaefer, who was taken 32nd overall a couple of months ago. You got Xavier Borgo, who was taken 22nd overall in 2021 out of Shawinigan. You got Dylan Holloway, 14th overall in 2020. Don't forget, he made his NHL debut in the playoffs. And defenseman Philip Broberg, 8th overall, in 2019 he has played 23 nhl regular season games but he is going to be at this tournament so should be a pretty good lineup uh, for the Oilers. there's obviously several other pretty key prospects as well but we'll focus a bit on the on the uh, first rounders here so broberg settling in hoping to be a full-time oiler a full-time nhler this season and he was asked today what he's hoping to improve on i think i want to develop my defensive game even more i want to be a guy that you can rely on defense and and uh my uh, offense will always come and be there, and uh, that's the part I can develop later. But I want to, like this summer, I push really a lot to get stronger, get uh, uh, so I can play more physical and be a re- reliable source out there. Now, Broberg commented today a, a couple of times he referred to wanting to defend better and being able to stand up and play a physical game and clear the front of the net 
And he's bulked up. Uh, Broberg said he added 12 pounds. And no, it wasn't potato chips and cheesecake. I think it was the type of uh, pounds that'll help him play defense in the National Hockey League. So Broberg coming in 12 pounds heavier than last season, trying to be a little thicker, a little harder to play against. And he says it's all about defending better. I want to be, uh, I want to take a step in my defensive game. And I think. Uh, Getting stronger is a big part of that, to be able to play harder down low and better at boxing out guys and all that kind of stuff. So I really pushed to get stronger this summer, and uh, I'm happy with the results. All right, so uh, there we go with Philip Broberg. Now, last season, you know, again, th- there were some times, mostly when uh, Dave Tippett was still the head coach, in which he played quite a bit don't forget he had a game at vegas on november 27th only his fourth game of the season he played 23 and a half minutes uh that was the season high for him he uh you know had some games where he didn't play a ton you look into february and uh jay woodcroft is the head coach a lot of times the orders were going with 11 and 7 early in woodcroft's tenure uh you know at winnipeg february 19th six and a half minutes for broberg seven minutes at florida on february 26th he did get it up to 22 and a half at calgary on march 7th kind of in the low teens for uh, most of the time about the last six or seven games he played but he's he's hoping to contribute a little bit more with duncan keith gone there is a little bit of uncertainty on the left side for the Oilers. i know ryan murray is here but certainly philip broberg is going to want to push him and try to grab as much ice time as possible so Broberg in those games last season I mentioned he wound up playing 23 in the regular season one in the playoffs and he says that he did indeed learn a lot yeah I think last year was a really good year for me I I started off the year in the AHL and got a lot of games there got my confidence up and uh, eventually got some games up here and to get the experience and uh, and then I got to play a playoff game too to get the experience. And, uh, you know, it, it was a really good year for me. And uh, I'm excited for this year. All right. So that is Philip Broberg and uh, an important player here for the Oilers moving forward. Hopefully he's going to be a contributing member on the back end. A more recent draft pick. Dylan Holloway, that was the draft in 2020 that got pushed back into October because of uh, the COVID affecting the 1920 season, the end of it. And I was just double-checking some stuff today, and uh, I found stories from September 15th. So that's one year ago tomorrow. And all the stories about Dylan Holloway, was uh, that was when Ken Holland said he's going to miss another three months because he needed another wrist surgery. You mentioned, uh, you, you, you remember the story from, from last year in, uh, in the spring of 2021. He got hurt playing NCAA hockey, needed to get the wrist fixed, tried to recover during the summer, and it was not going well. And Ken Holland said a year ago, Dylan Holloway is, uh, is out again. He's not going to start playing. He needs another three months after a second surgery. And I asked Holloway, can you kind of look back one year ago and everything you've been through since then? You know, I feel a lot better this year. Obviously, it's a long road, and I know at times it felt like it wasn't going to end, but I'm just really happy that I'm healthy and able to participate in camp this year. All right, so uh, off Holloway goes, and he also gave an update on uh, the status of that wrist. Feeling really good. Um, obviously, the wrist there is kind of a hard injury to overcome, but like, right now it's a lot better. Like, I don't even have to tape it to go on the ice. I can shoot. Um, I can pass. I can do everything I did before. So I'm feeling really good and feeling good on the ice. So once Holloway got back into action, 
He played 33 games for the Bakersfield Condors. Respectable numbers. He had eight goals and 14 assists for 22 points in 33 games. And as you all remember, made his debut. Didn't play a lot, a little under four minutes in the uh, game that the Oilers were eliminated by Colorado. Game four of that West final. But uh, Holloway was asked what he learned in the American Hockey League last year. I feel like every every step you take is kind of a kind of a jump. Like NCAA to AHL play is definitely a big jump with like pace and everything. And then same thing for the AHL to the NHL. Um, but I was getting really really confident in my ability at the end of the year there. Um, the rest is feeling good. I was feeling like I can make plays, generate offense, and then I'm um, just hoping that translates to the NHL level. All right, uh, an intriguing player for the Oilers, 14th overall. So there should be some potential there. He's going to fight for a spot on the opening day roster. Not sure if he'll be there on opening day. I would expect by mid-season, though, he's likely going to be a member of the Oilers. Um, and here's the thing. with I mean, the Oilers, when they when they used to have a first-round draft pick, they needed him to play right away, and they needed him to play on the in the top six, sometimes even on your top line. Maybe Holloway can come in and start off as a third liner or a middle six player. There's other guys that can score. The pressure isn't necessarily going to be on him to score a ton, though I certainly believe that they want him to chip in at least a little bit, even when he's a rookie. But uh, an intriguing player for the Oilers. I I, I think, uh, you know, one of the the things I've heard on him is that a, a better defensive player better defensive awareness than most players usually have uh at the age of 20 he actually is going to turn 21 on september 23rd but you know usually that's something scoring forwards have to work on holloway probably more responsible than other players his age and then uh, you know you got the potential to to drive the net and uh, and be a bit of a bigger player at 6-1 about 203 pounds so that is broberg and holloway we'll hear a little bit from reed schaefer as we move along tonight we'll update the edmonton elks a, a new contract for the quarterback and a very frustrated head coach when we get back Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Subscribe to the Inside Sports Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. This is 630 Chad Inside Sports. Okay, so in this time slot on Friday, we got Elks football. They are at the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Six o'clock for the countdown to kickoff. The game will be at 7.30. You know the situation for the Elks having another tough year. They are 3-10. and 10. Saskatchewan now six and seven. They are still quite well positioned to make the playoffs as likely a crossover team to the East division. But for Saskatchewan, they started four and one. And since that four and one start, they have gone two and six in their last eight. They beat the Elks on August 13th and they beat the BC Lions without Nathan Rourke on the uh, 26th. And just like the Elks, they're coming out a blow off a blowout loss in which they allowed over 50 points. The Riders lost 54-20 to the Blue Bombers. And uh, as you know, right here on the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium, the Elks were hammered 56-28 by Calgary. So two teams who are uh, having a tough time. 
and uh, coming off pretty embarrassing losses are uh, going to meet up on Friday night here on 630 Chet. Now, this does not bode well for the Elks because uh, head coach Chris Jones, very unhappy with the caliber of today's practice. Did not go well today? No, terrible practice. What didn't you see? <laughs> not a lot. Okay. Any theories as to why? Nope. Just one of those days? Just one of those days. We just, uh, we looked at it as about as bad a practice as we've had all year. So unfortunately, that's, that's reality. That's about as bad a practice as we had all year. Not what you want to hear from a head coach of a 3-10 and team that just lost 56-28. Uh, I, I mean, look, I, I hate to be a little bit sarcastic, and I, I want the Elks to do better. But given the caliber of their play at times this season, yeah, and I, well, I'm, I don't cover the practices in person, uh, but given the caliber of the play at times this season, it kind of makes me shudder a little bit how bad the practice must have been for Jones to say that. Who had uh, He wasn't done talking about the poor quality today. They're going to be some identity searching in there, and uh, we've got to figure out, you know, if they, you know, if you want to be a pro football player or not. Is this what you want to do for a living, you know? Because uh, it don't take long to, for uh, they, you know, <laughs> that's taken away. So uh, we've got to figure out both as coaches and players, you know, exactly who we are. All right. Well, pretty uh, blunt from Chris Jones. There's some players who uh, need to figure out if they want to be a pro football player or not, because basically, if not, there's other people who do want to do it. And maybe they'll do a little bit better at practice. Jones said after that loss to Calgary um, that they got to watch the film and and figure out who's uh, who wants to be around here long term and maybe who it's time to move on from. And Jones also hoping that the leadership on the team takes ownership of today's awful practice. That's where you would hope that uh, that you can lean on some of those guys. Uh, and, and, yes, we're frustrated. We're frustrated at our record, but more frustrated at the process of which we know wins uh, was not uh, – it did not occur out here today. We didn't come out here today with the intention of getting any better. We, in fact, we're probably a worse football team than we were when we went on. Okay, well, that's it from Chris Jones. Uh, we're probably a worse football team after practice than before. Now, I think some of this is Chris Jones maybe hoping some of those comments get back to their the players and, and they wake up a little bit, but uh, that that is not a good sign. It doesn't necessarily mean it's doom and gloom on Friday. Saskatchewan's going through a tough time as well. But, uh, man, oh, man, like, I, I, again, I, I wasn't at the practice, uh, but I'm thinking, like, what could constitute a practice that bad? Like, were they using, did, did they forget to bring footballs? Did, were their shoes on the wrong feet? I don't know. But it sounds like it was a pretty lousy practice. Uh, quickly as well, Taylor Cornelius, the quarterback, two-year contract extension, so he's signed through 2024. Here's Corny. Uh, it's huge uh, just knowing, you know, the Elks organization, you know, supports me and believes in me and, uh, you know, moving forward. And uh, hopefully we can build on this and, and keep building the following years. All right, so that is uh, Taylor Cornelius, and we'll have a little bit more on him as we move along tonight. My buddy Gene Principe is coming up. I've been seeing a little more of Gene as we've been back at the rink to cover some Oilers stuff, and uh, Gene's a great storyteller, a great Edmontonian, and he did something that I think is really cool about three weeks ago. He ran the half marathon. Now, Gene's in incredible shape, but this was his first run of that distance. He'll tell you how it went. In today's economic climate, is it possible to completely inflation-proof your money and assets? 
Inflation is the silent tax that affects everyone's lifestyle in some capacity. With rising inflation and interest rates, now is the time to think about your money. Join Glenn Sacker to learn a proven strategy to create wealth and guarantee the safety and security of your money. Live your life according to your plan on Talk to the Experts, Saturday at 11 on 630Chad. Hi, Mike here from Northgate Chevrolet Buick GMC. All the things that fall brings. Back to school, pumpkin spice, changing the leaves, all your favorite TV shows. Winter tires. What did you say? Winter tires. What did you just say? Winter tires. Oh yeah, that's right. Fall also brings snow. At Northgate GM, we're here to get you ready for winter. We sell tires at cost. That's right, cost. Compare our prices to anyone out there. I think we're going to win. Stop in and see us today or visit us online at northgategm.com. 